do you live with Paul Dano? I want no, it's I'm Paul Dano. I'm Paul Dano. <laughs> I'm Paul Dano. <laughs> How do I live as Paul? Da- How do I live? How do I live as Paul Dano? I'm Paul Dano. <laughs> there you go. It's just self-identifying as Paul Dano. I think we can all. Yeah, I I want to self-identify as Paul Dano. You can, mate. You can if you I want. Don't, I, don't. I fully support that. Now I'm becoming one of those fucking comedians. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking identify as a submarine. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, uh, welcome to episode 29 of Movie Bong. I'm 29, Movie Bong is 29. Uh, how are you, Mike? Uh, my parents live at the house number is 29. Well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Not here now. But, um, well, so, yeah, there's connections there. This right. is like that Jim Carrey movie. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> what was that, 27? I think it was 27. Number 27. Maybe it was called 29. No, it was. It wasn't. It was twenty-seven. Um, but this is episode twenty-nine. <laughs> and, right. Uh, an exciting one today. We, we're doing remakes. We're rebooting the format. We're remaking it. We're remaking everything. Are we? <laughs> What's happening? Well, we're doing a podcast, Mike. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, I think remakes are uh, ripe and juicy for the Movie Bong podcast because right. we're, we're all about uh, recreating things, reimagining things. Yeah, and I feel like this is this is the perfect medium. Uh, this is a good theme for us. It is, but it's a sort of contentious subject. I mean, a lot of people moan about <laughs> remakes and how the, we're in a, a cinematic remake culture. Totally. I'm someone who is, you know, don't get me wrong, I fucking hate loads, plenty of remakes, but I still think that there is a lot of uh, joy and excitement to be had by remakes. You know, plenty of things uh, miss the boat the first time round, but can be improved upon uh, in a second viewing. And, uh, you know, some of some of the greatest films of history, you could argue, are remakes. You know, your Ben-Hurs mm. or, you know, The Thing. Yes, yes. They're easy targets, remakes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and and people think, oh, no, you can't touch that or you can't remake that. But as you say, there's so many films that they hold dear. Mm-hmm. Things like Heat or even we were talking about that. That's sort of technically a remake yeah, of, of totally. some, some little low-budget movie or something. Um, and so many of these things that they hold dear probably are remakes themselves. Yeah, as you say, The Thing. You think of The Thing, it's... The thing, the thing, the thing. <laughs> um, sorry, I went mad. It's an absolute classic, you know. Yeah. But that is uh, loosely based on, is it The Thing from Another World? Black and yes. white movie. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, you had Wh- the prequel. Which, uh, fun fact, I'm oh. pretty sure The Thing from the Other World is on the television in Halloween. John Carpenter's first film. Right. And I think uh, Laurie, is, uh, Laurie Strode is sitting down to watch it with... Um, oh, What's the the other character who is l- then later played by Paul Rudd in Hollywood Six? Tom, um, 
Uh, you know, well, who's meant to be the little boy? Yeah, the little boy, and is now being played by Anthony, that the 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 nerd from Breakfast Club. Yeah, I think you're correct. In yeah, the yeah. newer ones that yes. are coming out yeah, soon. Yeah. Wow, I think it's Tom Tommy Walsh. It's not Tommy Walsh because that's a builder from Ground Force. <laughs> 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 is Tommy Walsh in the upcoming Halloween movie? I fucking hope so. The DIY. I hope so. But yeah, Halloween it, that in itself is full of. Remakes and reboots, and it's yeah. got in on it on itself. And yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people really hate on the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween reboots. No, no, they're remakes. They're remakes. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I, I quite enjoyed them. I, I think they're quite interesting. I'm a bit of a Rob Zombie fan. However, I did watch uh, Three from Hell this week, and I did think that was pretty bad. Right, right. Um, um, so you know, I love the you know the new. The, the sort of new sequel in 2018 that that the, they made of Halloween. So they sort of re, rebooted the sequels in a way, didn't yes, they? Yes, yeah, yeah, with yeah. With Laurie Strode coming back. Well, it kind of wipes out even Halloween 2, I think. Or, or does it? Or is it after Halloween 2? No, it's after Halloween 1. It's just it's just a sequel to the first one. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, so like, so like all the stuff in the hospital, because, um, sorry, Halloween 2 follows directly from Halloween 1. It's like yeah. meant to be the same night. It's a continuation yeah. of the same night. Yeah. So like, do they literally wipe out half of the evening? I believe they did. I, th- I, I think, think you're right they as did. well. But, um... I think going into the film, I thought it was following Halloween 2, but then actually halfway through the film, you're kind of like, oh yeah, all that stuff at the hospital didn't happen. No, in the new stuff, it's just the first classic one, and then the new ones of how they've done it I think. Uh, so that is a sort of reboot of the franchise in a way what they did now i think it's worth us kind of explaining maybe mansplaining non-binary explaining yes. yes uh the difference between reboots and remakes because they're subtle but they are there yeah it's um we were discussing it last night and i mean we were both really high and it did get quite confusing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but no like simply it's remakes are you know you're just remaking the thing again mm-hmm. you're, you're you're redoing it again yeah, yeah while a reboot is the same you're redoing it again but you're reinvigorating it you're you're putting something new stuff into it you're putting a, a new take on it yeah 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 so so, like, um, you know, the J.J. The Abrams Star Trek movies, those are reboots. Yes. Right? Uh, whereas, you know, um, Gus Van Sant's shot-for-shot remake of Psycho is a remake. Yes. You yes. know, he wasn't rebooting anything yes. with with Psycho. And that was a huge welcome remake, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it literally killed his career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could call the later Bond films uh, reboots in a way, the Craig ones, when he comes back, with Casino Royale, mm-hmm. um, because they do sort of go... Well, well, because he's a... You know, well, he doesn't age for a start. <laughs> James Bond. Well, you know. well, I would say, like, each incarnation of james bond is a reboot yeah yeah yeah. you know like so when it you know roger moore that was a james bond reboot but um the way they kept all the sort of existing um i was gonna say staff cast (laughs) who play staff yeah uh you know what i mean but then they rebooted the character constantly well i think that's something that's very unique about bond films and we do need to do a bond film episode soon well we are watching some um (laughs) so there may be one coming one thing that I've noticed is uh, I feel like superhero movies, those tend to be rebooted. Uh, I can't think of like a superhero film that's a remake. You can't really remake superhero films, it would seem. Uh, I mean, look at 
the whole Spider-Man universe yeah. has been rebooted so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, three different Spider-Men. And then you've got the, the Spider-Verse in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Now, you've seen uh, Rabid recently. Yes, that was a remake. Um, of David Cronenberg's Rabbit. Yes, yes. Uh, by the Soska sisters. Um, one of David Cronenberg's sort of 70s, gory, um, 70s or 80s, 70s, uh, like Rabbit, Shivers. The Brood. Yes. Um but uh, yeah, that, that's not bad. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be quite nice to it. It's all right. It's a bit cold and a bit clinical. And mm. maybe the Sussex sisters want to be like that. Um, so do you think it would be like the sort of project that uh, would have benefited from like more humour? Quite possibly, yes. Um, I think it's hard to take from Cronenberg's work like that. I mean, um, in the Cronenberg universe... There is uh, remakes anyway with The Fly. Now, The Fly is, yeah. I think, possibly my favourite remake. Now, that is perfect. Yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum. And that's produced by Mel Brooks, weirdly enough. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. And he worked with Cronenberg because I think he wanted to work on something uh, different and new. Um, that's and really interesting. There's very funny stories of Cronenberg talking about... Uh, Working with Mel Brooks and things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I love The Fly. Um, I mean, could you remake that now, The Fly? Could you remake oh. Jeff Goldblum's The Fly? You know, has... Or, I mean, like they did with The Thing, they had a, they made that as a prequel mm-hmm. um, with the new thing. The but 2011. Was, yes, but it was still called The Thing. It was, yeah. had the same title. I mean, what would we do with a new fly? Uh, well, I think a straight-up remake would totally work now. And, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't done it in the last 20 years. Uh, you know, I, I feel like um, Ryan Reynolds as The Fly uh, <laughs> is is a really obvious... I thought maybe McAvoy. But solid I, choice. Oh, yeah. McAvoy. Um, I could see him going a bit mad and then, you know, slowly turning into a um, psycho fucking fly. Well, it is man. a bit quite like Split, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. So maybe get away from that. Maybe... <gasps> Make it a woman. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Olivia Wilde's done quite well with her movie Vigilante recently. Yes, yes. She just directed Booksmart. She's got um, a lot of critical acclaim for that. Uh, yeah, she'd be good. Or, uh, yeah, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Pollyanna McIntosh. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah. which, um, are there any particular... Like like other Cronenberg movies that you think are, are ripe for being remade or that you're surprised haven't been remade. There's a few of his um, like earlier works that you know I feel like the um, I, I'm not I'm not the biggest Cronenberg fan because I feel like I I got to him a bit late so now a lot of his stuff feels quite dated um, yeah. or I feel like I've seen people do that and i've watched other people that have clearly been inspired by cronenberg before watching cronenberg so now when i watch cronenberg it's not quite as impressive as yeah you know as it should be he was the master of body horror yeah um and so i guess it's about bringing body horror back and um the rabbits remake does it semi successfully but it's a bit cold and the, the performances aren't that great and being better with i don't know a different cast or I mean, yeah, maybe more money. I mean, well, I mean, who do you want to <laughs> ideal ideal world? Who do you want to see in uh, in that sort of like? Uh, who do you think would be good at doing some 
body horror. I mean, we were talking about going more towards like comedy. Well, you could tell you what with Cronenberg, you could remake um, Videodrome. Yeah, it's um, a perfect choice. But obviously, could you? Because video VHS, mm. <laughs> do it now <laughs> like on an iPhone. Drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do like he's got like Netflix in his stomach or something. Smartphone <laughs> drone. Yes, yes. Um, so you could contemporize these things. The the you know it's a fine line between remakes and reboots, and it's sort of remaking something but contemporizing. I mean that's not a new thing. That's been done throughout Hollywood. You just have to look at like Seventh Samurai, and Magnificent Seven. Oh, totally. Um, and then Magnificent Seven was recycled in so many other things. Uh, like Bugs Life and uh, um, uh, just loads of shit. So like Videodrome, but with like an iPad in his stomach. Deborah Harry, you get Lady Gaga instead. Uh, she's perfect, actually. Um, and yeah, I don't know how how else you'd contemporize it. No, I think that's a really good idea. I, I'm surprised no one's had a swipe at Scanners yet either. Mm. I think Scanners is kind of like a an easy. Uh, you know, like, like you could do that low budget these days, and it'd be like a bit of fun. Yes, um, it's just exploding heads. Exploding heads, yeah. Um, have you rewatched? I, I, I do quite like um, when I've rewatched. I do quite like scanners, but they they are very dated, and they are I, yeah. as you say about yeah. That's Cronenberg's work. I think. I mean, the fly is a little bit dated, but I think the fly is just so strong and so good, and the performance yeah. is so great uh, from Goldblum that it just um, that becomes timeless. And I like the second one. Cool. With Eric Stoltz. Now, you were telling me earlier that Little Shop of Horrors is a remake. Technically, yeah, because it was a Roger Corman horror movie. Uh, Jack Nicholson's in it. He doesn't play the Seymour character, he's briefly in it. Um, and yeah, it was just like a low budget horror movie about a killer plant. And then they uh, sort of made a musical out of it. And um, yeah, I love the. Uh, Rick Moranis movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you've ever seen the director's cut version of it, the the, the ending is very different to uh, the theatrical release ending. Mm. It's like really harsh and everyone dies. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll have to watch it sometime. But uh, yeah, there's lots of films like that. Yeah, I didn't realize True like True Lies was a remake of a of like a, a foreign film, a French film. Yeah, around that time, the '90s and the early to late '90s, there were so many remakes of foreign films um, getting the American treatment. Indecent mm-hmm. Proposal, yeah, yeah. Uh, Three Men and the Baby was a remake. The Departed, yes, you know Infernal Affairs. I mean, yeah, that was a bit later on, but the Birdcage in the '90s as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Departed. Um, the original is meant to be very good. I don't think I've properly watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like more recently, Old Boy. Yes, with Josh Brolin, Spike yeah, Lee. But, it's just so bad. But Spike Lee made up for it with Black Landsman being so good. But yeah, so we'll forgive him. But I never saw the remake of Old Boy. Uh, any particular foreign films that you think uh, that you'd like to see, uh, like a British? remake of i know i i recently saw the guilty which uh, is a fantastic scandinavian uh, noir um movie very sort of like it's isolated it's similar to you know like the movie lock with tom yes, hardy or where f- it's all set in a car yeah or f- a bit phone booth yeah very similar um, all right. one location and it's all done like a, over a, a telephone conversation and it's uh, it's a fantastic film but i've just heard that that's getting a a u.s remake with jake gyllenhaal which sounds exciting, but I have to say, like now, now that I've seen the film, I don't feel like uh, I have to see it twice. It's one of those, like, you know, you only have to want, watch it once. But, yeah. you know, Gyllenhaal's good. 
I'm yeah. I'm surprised they never remade Amelie. I watched that the other day. Oh right, yeah. Do you? I mean, do you think that would work with like another country's uh, sense of humour? No, I don't think so. I think it's perfect the way it is. That would be one that would be sacrilegious to remake because there's always these films that people freak out about. I mean, we only had to see the disaster that was um, everything surrounding the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah, remake. yeah, reboot. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of white men angry. Yeah, at that it was a perfectly decent film. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that bothered about it. It wasn't killing your childhood. It wasn't destroying the existing Ghostbusters. It was just another take on it. It was just you know a different little spin-off yeah. take reboot on it. What's wrong with that, men? No, and, and I also think like uh, uh, you know so few. Big comedy movies are actually funny these days. And that one was fine. Like, I didn't think it was brilliant, but, like, no. I didn't think it was bad at all. It was about, you know, it was as good it was, or better than a Hangover sequel. It's got... any Hangover. I, I mean, I'll love anything that's got Kate McKinnon in it being a charismatic lesbian. Yeah. Anything at all. But that's the kind of hatred that a um, lot of remakes and things that... Um, touch on classics. I mean, we've got Doctor Sleep coming out at the moment. Yes. Um, which is a, a sequel to The Shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's based on the sequel, the book, which was a sequel to The Shining, Doctor Sleep by Stephen King. Yeah. Um, but I've been in cinemas and people have been <laughs> watching that trailer and been like, what? Oh, really? Oh. I, I do think a lot of people that I've seen have that reaction in cinemas like, I'm pretty sure they're completely unaware there's a second book. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like, oh, what, a sequel to The Shining? <laughs> what a ridiculous idea. It's like, it's literally written by Stephen King. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, yeah, well, they instantly think, oh, because oh, they see bits of that are reminiscent of the first one. Like, oh, well, it's like a remake. I mean, it's not. It's just that, like, I don't understand it's a sequel. So obviously they're going to reference the yeah. first film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but I'll watch it before I start, you know, sighing loudly in a cinema. <laughs> yeah, we'll report back in the next podcast after we've seen it. Oh, there's a couple, like, uh, like foreign films that I would quite like to see remade into English. Because obviously I'm, I'm a massive uh, fan of Korean cinema. And there's there's so many of those that I think would, would that could work, you know. Or actually, no, I mean, like, I'm, I think I'm defeating my own argument in my head before I'm making it. Because I've just thought, like... Oh, they'd probably ruin them in the same way that Spike Lee did Old Boy. Uh, but I still kind of want to see them fuck it up. Uh, movies like uh, I Saw the Devil, uh, The Chaser, uh, Man From Nowhere, uh, all really good sort of Korean thrillers. And I'd love to see an American director just fuck it up. Uh, probably with Ryan Reynolds again. Oh, yeah, leave him out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ryan. Don't, you know, don't make more people hate him. <laughs> I like him. Some good remakes that have uh, come to fruition recently. Um, one of my favourites is Suspiria. Suspiria. Um, yes, it was fantastic, I thought. Really, really solid film. And it's by, it's uh, same director as uh, Call Me By Your Name, yeah. uh, which is a great film. That's on Netflix now. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I mean, but, um, he's, he's a, he's a solid that. director. And I think he did that other one with... Um, oh, what's her name? Um... Oh, Tilda Swinton. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Something about a splash. The big splash. Yes. Uh, which I really, really, really enjoyed as well. And it sort of like felt like an almost companion movie to Call Me By Your Name, even though it, it you know, 
bet like has no none of the same characters. They're just yeah. You know, it's it's both about you know uh, rich people having a, a lovely European holiday. <laughs> I haven't seen them, but I, they're on my list. I need to watch both of those films. Uh, he's a fantastic director, even if I do keep forgetting his name. It's because I'm scared of mispronouncing it. Just mispronounce <laughs> it. Go ahead. I've been mispronouncing Lupita Nyong'o. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Lupita, Lupita. But I, but I can't. I, I need to get it right because I love her. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still. I'm not. Even, oh wait. I'll get my phone out and I'll check. And I saw Little Monsters the other day, by the way. Yeah, that's a fantastic um, zombie comedy, uh, Australian film, starring the girl from Black Panther, who I mispronounce the name of all the time, but she's brilliant. Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino? Bless you. Luca Guadagnino. Okay. He's a great director. Suspiria is great. It's long. It's two and a half hours. It expands a lot. Again, like that's a remake that expands on something and makes it better. Well, what I really like about that film as well, um, the director said in numerous interviews that uh, he saw Suspiria really young. He, he, he says too young. And so it's sort of like he played with it in his head for so many years like it you know it was a, it was a big inspiration in his imagination and throughout his life he's always uh, concocted ideas for the expanded universe of Suspiria and now he's eventually been able to carry it out as a feature film and that, that that's quite cool that there's sort of like he's been playing with this idea for an entire lifetime and yeah. and he got to put it on screen well, you, I think you can tell with the detail of it. Yeah, and you do see those films that have so much potential. Suspiria has it's, the original is you know great for what it is. Yeah, but um, as a fi- as a film story and everything taking it further, I mean that, that's a film set in a dance school. There's no fucking dancing in it, and they really <laughs> capitalise on the dancing in the new one, yeah. and it's part of it. It's it's guttural. It's tribal. It's all part of the the, the witchcraft within it, and. Uh, yeah, I just I, I really liked it, and the the soundtrack of the original is fantastic. But then they match that with another a different but great soundtrack by Tom York. Yes, I was going to say it's Tom York, um, mm. and it, yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's just very different. One thing that I thought would be like quite uh, f- funny uh, is if they did like sort of like a modern another modern reboot of Suspiria, but with an all male, male. cast. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. a male ballet school. <laughs> Well, With Robert Patterson, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently they're doing a, a, a splash role reversal like that, where Channing Tatum or someone is right, yes. possibly playing a merman. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I like this, uh, and, you know, and didn't role you say, reversal. Didn't you say they, were, they did like a role reversal overboard? Yes, they did. That was a huge flop. Um, when Anna Faris and this uh, guy... Uh, He's in some foreign comedies that have done quite well, and then he's trying to get bro, bro, trying to break into Hollywood. But um, they just seem to don't, don't don't seem to be a, a pairing that match at all. Right. But yeah, it's the role reversal. He hits his head and he gets amnesia, and then she takes him in. I mean, that's a weird film anyway. It's about kidnapping <laughs> someone after they've hit their head and are badly concussed, and then <laughs> lying to them and and you know changing their lives drastically. It's a horrific movie, but the original with Goldie and Kurt is <laughs> feel good factor ten. I think when bad, uh, when remakes are bad, they're really fucking bad. Like I would say, uh, Coen Brothers have only made one bad film, and that is Lady Killers. Yeah, and what a fucking film the original is! Like the original Lady Killers uh, with Alec Guinness. Yeah, is it? Ealing comedy. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, it's so fucking solid. Like it's just one of the the tightest uh, black comedies you'll ever see, and it was made fucking half a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, and so to follow that up with uh, what is essentially the Wayans brothers doing <laughs> uh, doing an Ealing comedy is yeah. is my, and it, don't get me wrong, like there are. I mean, it, well, it's got some great actors in it. Obviously, it's got Tom Hanks and you've got J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some great performances, but like it doesn't hold together as a film. And, yeah. you know, like Coen brothers have got such a high, uh, average yeah. for, for their, their movies. Like they are consistently brilliant. And for me, like this is their only movie that falls yeah. below the bar. Um, I think it was called the hustle or something, which was a flop that came out recently. Rebel Wilson and oh, yeah. Halfway. That was a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which was a Michael Caine and uh, Steve Martin comedy. Yeah. Now that itself, a lot of people were you know moaning about that, going, "Oh, you can't do a female remake of that." Either. Um, but that itself, again, that was a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was a remake of an older film called like Bedtime Stories or Bedtime tales or something um so they've been doing it for a long time in hollywood yeah yeah. lots of lots of remakes and stuff i think one thing that hollywood sometimes gets wrong when they remake films um is they sort of they go back and they redo the film and they just make it a shinier uh, more adva- more technologically advanced version of what you saw before like now we've got the cgi uh, and, and the makeup effects and whatever, and we'll just make it look like a fancier version of what you've seen before. Uh, the best example I can give of this is like all of the Carrie remakes, where they go back and they remake uh, Brian De Palma's Carrie, and they replace, um, you know, angst-ridden, uh, pubescent uh, sissy Spacek with, you know, just glamorous models and, you know, fucking grade A cheerleaders the popular girls in school. And it's like, that's the opposite of what Carrie was. But she has to be like a repressed daughter of uh, overtly religious mother. Like she can't be like an absolute hottie. Yeah, it makes it more like she's all that or something. Or just, exactly, like, yeah, like yeah. the nerd turning into the prom queen. And, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and they just take off her glasses. Oh, she is pretty. I mean, I would actually rather see that. Like sort of like uh, if you remade Carrie like as comedy. a spoof and just went full on for Team. it as a comedy. Mean so, like, girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, have her as, like, a grade-A hottie, but the joke is, is, like, um, she's really fit, even though, like, in, in the story that she's, like, dead ugly. But yeah. she's played by someone that's really attractive. <laughs> well, uh, they're remaking The Craft, aren't they? Yeah. Um, which is, if you're aware of The Craft, it's a 90s sort of teen witchcraft movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Feruza Bulk is in it, uh, Neve Campbell. Um, and I quite liked that film growing up. Uh, what was the thing um, Light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> um, and it goes, it turns quite into a cool, like, big sort of witchcraft horror movie towards the end. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do with that. I think it'd be pretty difficult to fuck it up. I th- well, well, maybe it, it depends. Be. I mean, they'll target to, depends how they target it strictly to a teen audience. Like the new Charlie's Angels remake. Yeah. Um, that is clearly targeted to a teenage a female teenage audience. Looks looks all right. Unlike the Cameron Diaz one, which was clearly targeted to a male yeah. dad audience. <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, 
or like teenage boys, but, <laughs> but for, you know, for very different reasons. Yeah. So I think if anything, people are like ripping apart this new Charlie's Angels, and it's like Elizabeth Banks is playing uh, the female role that Bill Murray played, the kind of Bosley. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, but it is. It just seems like whatever how good it is, I don't know. But it, it seems like it's directed in a good way, if you know what I mean. It, to a good demographic, which directed to teenage girls for once. Yeah, yeah. That, you know. So you can do interesting things with remaking and bringing... I mean, that like they did that with Starsky and Hutch and they made it sort of a, a complete comedy, didn't they? Because that was so dated. And that was a TV show remade yeah. into a movie. Yeah, ben yeah. Stiller and Owen Wilson. So the scope for taking stuff from television and remaking it to movies? Well, I think um, uh, the Sabrina remake or reboot recently has been pretty successful actually i mean it's sort of uh because it's originally uh it was a strip in archie's comics yes. and obviously netflix have been doing riverdale recently which has been quite popular yeah um, and it's sort of like based this, on archie yeah yeah um but they're sort of like the these reboots are sort of like gothy teen uh almost horror in in parts um and i i really enjoy the sabrina series in particular uh, so those series like that kind of give me hope for the craft. Like, surely if yeah. if Sabrina is kind of like as fun and cute and gothy as it is, mm-hmm. surely you can make you can you can like not fuck up the craft. But it's not just uh, the live action shows. Cartoons have been remade into big movies. Obviously, like Transformers of recent times. Yeah. Um, things like that. So, you know, we could see there's so much talk. There was Master of the Universe with He Man. There's so much talk about bringing that back again. Mm-hmm. Um, Thundercats, uh, you know, that, there's always talk of that. I mean, what would you, anything you would bring back? <sighs> street Sharks. Yes. Absolutely Bike. love me some Street Sharks. Biker Mice from Mars. Biker Mice from Mars is a solid choice. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I have an idea um, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but making them cool. female, right? Well, there there was a female. There was one. a female, I think right? She was called yeah. Venus de Milo. But what about like a movie? Just like I mean, you could, I suppose you could make them a whole different species or new animals. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Goat or something. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Slugs. <laughs> uh, Badgers, you know, there's scope. Yeah, no, no, I do. I mean, I do like your badger idea. <laughs> Ninja <laughs> to badgers. remake and reboot it. Um, so no longer reptilian, maybe cuddly <laughs> <laughs> koalas. Um, now there are some confirmed remakes uh, in the works. I've got, I've got a list here, so we're going to go through a, a few of them. Um, I mean, you know, some of them I'm excited to see, and some of them. Why? And we'll start with one that seems utterly pointless, and that is He-Man. Right, He-Man. So they made Master of the Universe in the 80s, yeah, um, which was uh, a huge flop and a big budget sort of movie. It was, it was a bit weird, and it wasn't that accurate to the cartoon. No. So how do we, how would they do it now? Well, I mean, it seems so pointless to me now because, like, well, like no one's a fan of He-Man. Like, like adults aren't a fan of E-Man. Hey, like speak people, for yourself. No, people that grew up with He-Man, even like Me. myself, like I don't think we're still fans of He-Man. I don't uh, think we really care. I think the only demographic that still has affinity with He-Man are leather daddies. They were. 
Um, right, okay, yeah, fair enough. I always, in my head, wanted Rowdy Roddy Piper to play He-Man. I mean, that is a solid choice. Right, imagine him. I mean, you could, I don't know how we do Prince Adam, but <laughs> 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 you can see him as He-Man, just like, ah! Um So, yeah, he was always He-Man for me, but Dolph Lundgren got the role. Yeah. He was also the Punisher, but I mean, lots of others. But... Who would you have a Skeletor? I think Michael Fassbender would be a good Skeletor. Yeah, totally. Well, I thought the the the, the Skeletor they got in Master Universe was inc- a crazy choice. It was Frank Langella. <laughs> yeah, the guy who played Nixon in Frost Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's bizarre, but he's a great villain actor. He's the villain in Dave. But <laughs> maybe we should. Um, I mean, I, I would quite like to see uh, Skeletor um, sort of as, as a puppet, sort of like more like. Yeah. Um, like the um Jim Henson Dark Crystal kind of shit. Exactly. Skeksis. Yeah, yeah. Like the Skeksis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would like to see a Skeksis skeleton. I would like to see uh Henson come after obviously the success of Dark Crystal, um the the T V show. Uh just them doing more big movies like that. I mean I thought the Super Mario um computer game adaption movie that mm-hmm. should have been so much more puppets it was puppety but it was in a different way it was so dark it was like blade runner or something yeah it's <laughs> Fucking really weird mad mess of a film but like if they made that more cutesy made more puppety jim hensony you know i i've mean i think anything be, can be improved with uh jim henson puppetry yeah like not enough yoshi not enough wario Mm. Um, also, <laughs> never um, enough worry. Another confirmed remake that's coming up. Uh, I, I think this is kind of similar to He-Man in that it's both irrelevant and about uh, a blonde-haired wanker with his tits out. But it's Flash Gordon, Boris Johnson. Oh, <laughs> Flash Gordon. Yeah, they're doing Flash Gordon again. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's going to be like Channing Tatum or something, probably. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. No, too old. Um, well, they're trying to just come up with a new space sci-fi franchise like that. Star Wars is, Well, then is, come you know... up with a new one. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, because I know what you mean, but that's the whole point of this. It remakes. I mean, that's... I find it quite weird, though, because, like... They want one that hasn't been used that much. You know, you can't do... If you're going to do He-Man or Flash Gordon, you're going to have to spend millions. Like, you're going to have to spend so much money to make that look half good. And even then, it'll still be shit. Like... There's just nowhere to hide with something like that. And, and I just don't see anybody interested in the aesthetics of either of those characters these days. What about... It's, it's like remaking Zardos. They fucking should. Uh, yeah, I would watch a remake of Zardos. Uh, another one that's coming up is Scarface. Right. Supposedly, uh, I can't remember who's directing it, but like they've been trying to get Denzel to agree to do it, but oh, he's, no. he's not. He's not budging. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean, probably get a rapper. What like? Uh... I'm not a big fan of Scarface. Oh, now is Scarface not a, technically a remake? Yes, it technically is a bit like the thing was. Yes. Uh, it was a loose remake of a black and white movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fifty Cent, Scarface. You could play him. Oh. <laughs> 50 Cent can't act. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. He's also like, completely irrelevant now oh, in yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah, all right. yeah he's no Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, well, you just get Al Pacino with the age technology they've got, which they're using in The Irishman. I think if... De-aging them. If you were going to remake Scarface, the way I would do it is just do a straight-up 
remake and like set it in the time that the original was meant to be set and I'd have Pedro Pascal play uh, Al Pacino. Um, and fuck me, you could you could turn that into like you could you could bang that out on BBC iPlayer as like a TV <laughs> movie. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like Scar, that that doesn't really excite me. The Scarface Project, yeah. although it's uh, the director of Training Day is attached, which doesn't sound shit. Uh, kids movie remakes now. One that's coming up is supposedly Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Whoa. Um, yeah, that's a weird film about we, a kid getting kidnapped for eight years or something. <laughs> now, was that one of uh, one of the big films when you were growing up as a kid? It certainly was. I um, saw. I, I've actually uh, been like really close to the ship from like, Flight of the Navigator. I've seen it in MGM Studios. The, oh, actual, right. the actual one. Cool. Used. Um, and yeah, yeah, that film was a weird one of the childhood. It was one you watched a lot, but it's a strange movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember it being on the TV a lot as a kid. I mean, I was a bit more of a, a witch mountain gal. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Flight of the Navigator is pretty nifty. Well, yeah, Flight of the Navigator, he, he, he belonged in that sort of, not really like cinematic universe, but, well, to me, like, Battery's Not Included, mm-hmm. um, Flight of the Navigator, Cocoon, Cocoon Ooh. 2. Um, those kind of films, often they featured old people <laughs> but uh, or, or young people. Um, Explorers, that's good, <laughs> with uh, River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke. Check that one out. So you could do like Cocoon now, but the cast would oh. just all be like Brexit voters. Oh, yes, yes. A Gammon Cocoon. <laughs> We've got a title for the podcast. Uh, Gammon Cocoon. Um, oh, yeah. A, a, oh, a remake of Cocoon. Yeah, go on. But set in Britain. Yeah. During Br- now Brexit. Yeah, it's called Gamoon. Oh, yes. <laughs> we get Steve Guttenberg back into it. <laughs> He'll come over to Britain. He'll do um, anything. Yeah, he's literally, yeah. I know he's uh, he's over for convention, I think, soon. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, Cocoon, um, you could get old actors like Michael Gambon, uh, Maggie Smith, yeah. uh, Billy Connolly just before, you mm-hmm. know. Julie Walters in Cocoon. Oh, yeah, That's what I yeah, say. yeah, yeah. And then, okay, so maybe not Steve Guttenberg. You'd have to recast the Steve Guttenberg role. Because <laughs> you recast the Brian Dennehy and the Steve Guttenberg role. So the Brian Dennehy role would possibly be... Oh, I don't know. Who's like a gruff British actor? Michael Caine and those guys are too darling. old. He's quite old now, for, in, in Blackadder. Oh, Tim McKinnery. Mm. Yeah, no, no, he's not gruff enough. I would say, actually, Ray Winston would be good oh, for okay, the Brian sure. Dennehy sort of character. Because sure. he's meant to be, he's an, he's like the head alien, and he's like a bit old. Yeah. But, uh, he's meant to be look a bit, but he's not meant to look as old as the real old people, the human old people. <laughs> um, and you get, yeah, Maggie... Dench, fucking Dame Eileen Atkins, Dame Ellen Mirren, all the fucking dames. Uh, but to go to like, um, and uh, and McAvoy or whoever in the Gutenberg role. <laughs> what other like adventure films would you like to see remade? Like particularly kids' adventure films. Do you think a Goonies remake would work? Quite possibly. Uh, same age range, or uh, I think so. What about a Goonies remake mm-hmm. now? Well, something we'll mention, a Goonies remake, but like um, all like stoner guys in their 20s. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Because we did hear uh, news about a possibility of a remake, sort of reboot remake of Home Alone, which sounds amazing, yeah. by, with Ryan Reynolds. 
called Stoned Alone. I know Ryan Reynolds is getting everywhere in this podcast, <laughs> but this is genuinely true. This this, like, uh, this is true. This sounds like something we would make up. Yeah, but apparently they are making a film called Stoned Alone, and it's sort of the same plot as Home Alone, but with uh, sort of unemployed stoner guy <laughs> in a house. It sounds uh, amazing. Uh, I, I hope. Uh, think about what you could. Uh, like, you know, you've got to turn a bong into a flamethrower. Yes, I'm thinking booby traps, uh, bong booby, bongy traps. Um, yes, that sounds great. And that actually is happening. So it just shows you that movie bong things like that can come true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but adventure things, I'll, I'll come to one in my, uh, in my pitch in a moment. But um, Adventures in Babysitting was uh, remade, and that was just sort of like, and that's like a weird eighties movie. I don't know if oh, you've right. seen that. No. Um, it's oh wait, no, I have. Yeah, yeah, no, I have. In it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like a mechanic, and he's like four. I remember th- there's weird. a scene right where they accidentally end up on stage at a jazz club. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's the but they remade that. And it just sort of like disappeared anyway. That was one of the unnecessary remakes. So. Right, yeah. I mean, it's one of those movies, surely that's not loved enough for them to just expect it to be welcomed back with open arms. It's an 80s kitsch, campy, culty one, but yeah. People only know it because it was on the telly all the time, not because it was good. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's quite good. Um, Final uh, confirmed movie that's coming back soon is apparently, uh, and let's remember that next Halloween will be its 30th anniversary, Friday the 13th. Right, okay. So is that a remake of the first one? So will it have Jason in it or won't it? Well, we were talking about this earlier. Now, Jason does briefly appear in it, doesn't he? He's at the start, at the end, but, you know, like... uh, Yeah. But obviously he's not the main bad guy. Yeah, but if you're familiar with the Friday the 13th horror franchise, he is the main villain, but in the first one it's his mum. Yeah, yeah, because basically... uh, He's drowned in the lake, uh, and, and she goes... Uh, mental with grief and starts killing teenagers that's roughly the plot yeah cool well yeah i would imagine they would definitely do that again then i mean it it's it's probably a better one to remake when when you think about the those big 80s horror slashes i mean obviously they tried with nightmare on elm street and and failed yeah it's really bad it is shit that wasn't it yeah and jackie earl haley tries his hardest but but you know what? They kind of remind me of the the reboots of uh, Halloween when they start doing uh, Halloween H two O and Halloween Resurrection. Those are a noticeably lower quality than every other Halloween movie made, including the Rob Zombie ones. Even if you're not a fan, like they are, like Resurrection and H two O are terrible. Yes. And they're the ones with like Buster Rhymes and like yeah, LL Cool J. He's actually much better at acting than Buster Rhymes. Would you LL say cool he J wins good. out of the Buster Rhymes, LL Cool J uh, constant feud <laughs> that probably doesn't actually exist? Um, Buster loses to, to. I think I've always said that LL Cool, cool J for me is uh, the best sort of like rapper that became an actor. Like uh, when it came to acting. I think LL Cool J is the best. Like, Ice Cube can do some comedy, but he can't act yeah, and do Yeah, but he drama. can write and direct um, yeah, yeah. Ice Cube as well. But LL Cool J can do drama. He's like a legitimate actor. If anything, he's like a worse musician. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's great in toys with Robin Williams. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, I'll give you that. Some good reboots uh, that I think are worth mentioning before we go on to our pitches. Uh, 21 Jump Street. 
Yeah, that was successful. That that got a sequel, didn't it? And the the sequel's like genuinely funny. Like it's just as good as the first, and that doesn't that doesn't always happen, particularly with reboots. I'm not sure if I enjoyed it as much as the first, but I do enjoy the first a lot. Yeah, and that was bringing t- again like Starsky and Hutch or whatever. That was bringing old TV shows um, and bringing them. Uh, back they've done it with Baywatch that wasn't very successful yeah 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 um oh, see I I, I would have liked I would have liked to if they'd done a good remake of Baywatch I yeah. don't know. <laughs> um but it's not film without David Hasselhoff he has to be in it even any re- fucking remake I mean to, I, I know he was in it briefly cameo but he just needs to be Mitch Buchanan I mean he's so affordable surely at this and point he's so wonderful <laughs> it's just he is Mitch Buchanan <laughs> you know the greatest lifeguard we ever did see I think the uh, my favourite remake of recent memory is the Planet of the Apes trilogy. I thought the nice. new Planet of the Apes trilogy is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I think it's some of the best uh, green screen work that's ever been done. Like the, um, you know, how, how all the, yep. the monkeys talk and stuff. Is, yep. uh, I'm explaining it really badly. You have to sit down <laughs> and, and watch it like... Uh, when I watch the Planet of the Apes uh, most recent trilogy, what I find amazing about it is like I emote more and I like sympathize, I empathize more with these green screen CG monkeys, yeah, right. CG monkeys, uh, more than I do with like actual human people in actual dramas. Yeah, um, be- I don't know. There's just something about that. Like, like it, <clears throat> all of those movies make me cry. I've got, yeah, I've been really. F- Seriously thinking about watching the, the old Charlton Heston ones, actually. Mm. Um, I mean, they're just people with monkey masks on. <laughs> but the makeup, you know, for that time was, well, it was all right. <laughs> I'd be interested in, uh, like, revisiting those. And, like, I think, like, we could even do, like, a Planet of the Apes episode. Yes, I think we could. Um, but there is the problem of the Tim Burton remake, um, which, despite yeah. uh, a good turn from Tim Roth, uh, Mark Wahlberg's there and lots of other people being shite, stinking the whole place up. The whole film's shite. It's a pile of monkey shite. I remember watching it when it came out and I didn't enjoy it when I was 10 and I have no interest in ever returning to it. Uh, I mean, neither of us are particularly big Burton fans. He's hit and miss and some of his stuff, obviously some of the stuff from the past is brilliant. Scissorhands, yeah. Ed Wood, uh, Beetlejuice, you know, there's, there's loads of great stuff. Nightmare Before Christmas, although that's Henry Selick's. But like, Fuck you. I don't think that consistency's uh, followed us into this decade. No, no, I haven't seen or Dumbo. Even the last decade, I haven't seen Dumbo, but that's a fucking another Disney live action remake that they keep churning out. They've got all these fucking Disney live action remakes now, haven't they? Yeah. Now let's talk about Disney live action remakes before we get onto our pitches, because I think. This has been, like, one of the biggest open goals I've ever seen in cinema history. Like, you you now have carte blanche to remake all of these Disney classics as live actions. How do you fuck this up? And they've just consistently fucked them up. All of them are shit. I mean, why are they Every doing it? Every single one of them are crap. And, like... To keep the rights. Why are they doing it? <laughs> No, I, well, to make money, they yeah. are—they all make money, don't they? But then they keep the rights for those characters. I don't know how it works, but it just goes on. Just are they going to remake everything? They've done Lady and the Tramp, Lion King, Mulan. Um, what else? Fucking. There's one or two that I think aren't absolutely abysmal. I actually, I actually really enjoyed uh, Jungle Book. I didn't. I uh, saw that. Really? And I really disliked it. 
I really that was liked that it. really sparked off my hatred for this whole this whole tirade of fucking Will Smith as a genie. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast was okay. I th- uh, I didn't like Beauty and the Beast. I thought yeah. it was a bit of shit. Yeah. I thought Cinderella was better than better than Beauty Beauty and the Beast. I didn't see that one. I don't know. It's a bit better. Right. But it's not brilliant. And and I still think like how are you fucking these up? Like I think that I mean, make them make them darker, or but I with, don't know. With the Lion King, which essentially is a retelling of Hamlet. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, with the Lion King, though, the the new one, you know, it's it's all billed as live action, but it's not fucking live action. It's loads of just CG animals <laughs> and lions. Yeah. They redid the soundtrack. I don't know if uh, Elton John was as happy with it because it's all like Beyonce and different people I mean the cast list look, looks good I, I haven't I haven't seen it but you know one of the main reasons I haven't seen it is because I haven't heard a single person say anything fucking positive about it yeah like no one's telling me I need to go and see Lion King oh I might watch it with my little girls um, yeah then you can tell me how shit it is yeah they can tell you uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, these Disney movies, I, th- I think it's really easy to not fuck them up and they just keep fucking them up. How do you remake Mulan and forget to put the talking dragon in it? I, I thought that was the only one that looked any good because it looks like they've gone to actual make an actual film, you know what I mean? I've heard it's not been well received at all because it's, it's a story that's been retold so many times uh, in Eastern cinema that the Eastern market has like no interest in it. Um, and you know the Western market has no interest in it because it hasn't got Eddie Murphy as a talking dragon in it. So, <laughs> but what the fuck with Aladdin when you redo that Robin looks, Williams' oh, performance? It looks so bad. Will you pl- replace it with Will Smith, a blue Will Smith? Oh, it looked bad. The Fresh Prince of Baghdad. Can we just no. take a moment <laughs> to Sorry, acknowledge that like everything Will Smith does is terrible? Hey, Bad Boys One is. Quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll give you stuff in the late 90s. That's okay, fine. All right, all right. Like, okay, modern stuff. No, yeah, I, I hear you. Like, I can't Gemini Man, it. It, it's just, it's embarrassing, Will. <laughs> like, it really is. Yeah, Will, if you're listening, and I know you are. Um, I think Pursuit of Happiness was the last thing I enjoyed him in. And a few months shite. after I saw that, I found out that the, the real guy that the movie's about is like a full-on rapist. So, like, you know... I'm not... Or was he a wife beat? Either way, One he them. wasn't a good man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Will Smith obviously is, you know, the beacon of goodness. <laughs> Have you seen Seven Pounds? No. No one has. Um, right, let's get on to our pitches. Okay, uh, I think it's my pitches first. Right, um, okay. So we're pitching remakes this week. Or reboots. Or reboots. Um... Now, I've looked over some of my most favourite films, the films I've got the fondest uh, memories of, um, but also ones that I feel could be improved. Uh, and one that immediately jumped to mind is Alien 3. Okay. Now, I'm a massive Alien fan. It's my, it's my favourite franchise out of all of them. Uh, and Alien 3 is, is a movie that's really divided fans. I quite like it, particularly if you've seen the assembly cut. If you've seen the theatrical version, then you haven't seen Alien 3. You have to go and find the assembly cut. Uh, if the alien doesn't come out of a cow, you've not seen Alien 3. Uh, but I think we, you know, we need to remake that film because it. I feel like we kind of fucked up the final chapter of... Ellen Ripley's trilogy. Um, 
And so, you know, I want that redone. No, fair play. I mean, I think as time goes on, the next 10 or 20 years or whatever, we will find more remakes of films like that that you would never thought um, Mm. would be remade. I think there'll be, in 20 years, there'll be a fucking remake of Shaun of the Dead or something. (laughs) I mean, there was a zombie film called Joan of the Dead. That wasn't a remake, but it was a spin-off. But I think, not a spin-off, it was just homage. But um, there'll be stuff like that. There'll be a Snakes on a Plane remake. There'll be... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There is actually a Snakes on the Plane uh, sequel that not many people know about called Snakes Out of Compton. It's fucking shit. That does sound shit. Like, the start of the film is, like, one of the snakes falls out of the plane and, like, lands Into in Compton. Com- right, in the hood. Yeah. The ghetto. And there's, like, a giant snake, um, and it's oh, it's horrible. It's such a bad film. I remember watching it on a come down with, well, that- with comedian Rob Mulholland. <laughs> oh, hi, Rob. Eating um, KFC. There's, there's a horror film with Leprechaun in the hood. Um, so there's a lot of these kind of remakes or reboots that you could you could really reinvigorate a project by setting it in the hood. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose uh, you know there's a rich tradition of this that goes back to Count Blackula. Right. Yes, Blackula, indeed. Um, so okay, so Alien Free, but it's set in the ghetto or the hood. <laughs> right. I get it. Okay. <coughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a solid idea. Uh, but one of the main reasons I've always wanted to see a remake of Alien 3 is because David Finch has always said he's wanted to remake it. Uh, they, they, uh, the studio actually asked him to uh, make a director's cut and so that they could release a director's cut, and he point-blank refused. He said that he wouldn't put his name uh, on it unless that they let him uh, reshoot half of it. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he, he already went over budget so that, you know, they weren't really enthused by that idea Uh, and that's why the uh, alternative version is referred to as an assembly cut and not a director's cut because he never signed off on it i mean you see filmmakers going back over the works and sort of trying to make them better again aren't they Mm -hmm. um i mean lucas has been doing that for a long time with the star wars movies yeah you know and then sort of revisiting and cameron and stuff thinking like oh that wasn't as good but i wish i could have done it like that um, when he was talking about his Terminator movies and things like that. so Well, it's funny you should talk about James Cameron. Right. Because I'm coming to that prick next. Okay. Do you have any cast members or anything? You want David Fincher to do your Alien I mean, Do you have any, like a Ripley, new Ripley or anything? Well, actually... Before we go further. Uh, I, w- I wanted to uh, take advantage of the Movie Bong rules here on the Movie Bong podcast. There are rules. Uh, there kind of are. Uh, I thought it, the rules were, there are no rules. I, I agree, there are no rules. Yeah. And I thought, like Fight Club, we didn't talk about the movie bong rules. No, we no, didn't, we no. didn't talk about movie bong? No, we definitely do. Like, oh, no, we have to talk yeah, about yeah, movie bong because that's the podcast. We meant to actively promote it. Yeah, because it's a podcast. Maybe yeah, that's sorry. why we have such few <laughs> viewers. <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Um, can you see us? No, uh, yeah, so please encourage more people to listen. Anyway, carry on. Uh, so the idea is that, uh, like this remake, this Alien 3 remake... Uh, would have been made uh, back then. They basically just would have let yeah. David Fincher finish finish his work. So it's pretty much the same cast, uh, same storyline, same crew. Uh, we just basically... But, but I just so want you, a couple you just, million... You just want the film to be better. That's what you're just saying. You just... No, I want him to be able to finish the film. He always said that he, he never finished it, really. He never mm. felt that it was finished. So basically, I just want to see the director's cut of Alien 3. Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, let's get on to James Cameron, because he's a prick. JC. Right. I fucking hate him. Uh, he is a monstrously talented director, one of the greatest this earth has ever seen. 
and he's been spending what fucking 15 years now pissing about with action smurfs yeah and I'm, I'm livid lanky blue human goat things i mean yeah he's been spending a lot of time on movies that no one wants to see and every now and then he puts his puts his head above the parapet uh, to produce something and like you'll go to the cinema and you'll be like oh this fucking amazing mega new movie produced by james cameron and they're always shit you're like fucking alita battle angel yeah oh dreadful like right. they've, they've not even like uh they've not made the money back on that was so he... like all the all the sequels which are teased in the original movie, they were going to have fucking Edward Norton as some sort of like Colonel Sanders like robotic bad guy or something. Made chicken. That's not going to happen. Oh no, no chicken. No chicken. No robot chicken. <laughs> because like the movie was shit. Anyway, fucking what James Cameron needs to do, um, he needs to make a really good film and basically release it to the world as sort of like an open apology uh, for everything he's done over the last fucking 15 years because he's, he's just, he's fucking about with Avatar and no one wants it. What people want is for James Cameron to get back to what he was good at. Don't say Titanic. No, I was going to say it all went downhill with Titanic. Right. As soon as he started fucking around with Titanic, that is, yeah. that's the end of, you, of good James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what I would like to see is a remake of, of The, the Abyss. Abyss. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, I'm a huge Abyss fan. It's a great, it's great. film. Uh, again, uh, the director's cut and the theatrical cut, very different films, uh, both pretty solid in their own rights. Um, one thing that I find really, really, really uh, interesting about The Abyss is uh, I actually prefer the documentary, The Making of The Abyss, right. to The Abyss. Right. Because filming it and making it uh, was incredible. Like, the 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 strategies and theories that they sort of like came up with because it was like a, you know, no one had done like an underwater shoot uh, that, that was this long before. And yeah. some of the techniques they came up with were really, really interesting. Um, so like a lot of the underwater shooting in the abyss, uh, they actually shot it in. Um, <laughs> so like they shot it on location at a nuclear power plant mm. and you know, the big nuclear power chimneys. Yeah. They filled those with water. Right. And then they submerged uh, all the crew and like the the machinery to the bottom of these giant cooling tanks, uh, and then they would block out the sun uh, or like natural light from the top by just covering the surface in black bouncy balls, uh, so that it's dark and um, like so all of the underwater scenes are dark. You can't see any like sunlight from the top, uh, and that's all just with like fucking black bouncy balls. It's just it's mad the the lengths they went to. So like it would take days for them to film to yeah. fill these chimneys and then they would have like breakages all of the issues that they had on set I think Ed Harris almost died like twice no it's, it's a really 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 interesting um like how they made that film is really interesting uh and and fuck it I want him to do it again <laughs> who would you have in the abyss remake that's a really good question I think Matthew McConaughey would do a good Ed Harris character uh, yeah. You know, I don't think it is a million miles away from Interstellar. It is a sci-fi film. Mm -hmm. And I think I could see him playing that role. Brad Pitt? Yeah. I mean, I quite liked Ad Astra that came out recently. Never saw it. I mean, it may as well be a remake of uh, um, Space Odyssey. <laughs> right. In times, like, you can tell aesthetically they yeah. are just literally stealing. Mm. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it in the cinema. It was a good film. Well, 
you could uh, they're talking about remaking starship troopers uh they remade robocop mm-hmm. so there's a lot of sort of scope for sci-fi movies to be remade yeah yeah now sticking with jc with james cameron jesus ob- christ jeremy corbyn still still james cameron <laughs> right um obviously he's returned for work on the most recent terminator Okay. Which I haven't I haven't seen the most recent Terminator, no. although I have heard some people say it's not shit. Is it a remake, a reboot, a sequel, a prequel? It's a of, sequel. Right. Yeah. Um, Confusing. And I suppose it's kind of, you know, like, it's got to be a welcome return for James Cameron to be on board with that project, given that the last few have been so terrible. Yeah. Like, surely bringing back James Cameron isn't going to make it worse than Terminator Salvation. No. Um... So uh, what, one thing that I would quite like to see is just a straight-up remake of the original Terminator. Okay. Because uh, I think that's... Uh, I think it's kind of overshadowed by Terminator Judgment Day, which is, uh, you know, one of the greatest action films of all time. And yeah. it's one of the greatest sequels of all time as well. Right. Um, but I think the original's fucking one of the greatest sci-fi, you know, originals. It's a bit more intimate. It's a darker sort of chase around, around the city with him and... Car uh, Reese and the Terminator. And yeah, yeah. It's a bit more of a, yeah, it, smaller, it, darker. It feels like it's got more of like a John Carpenter vibe. Yeah. Uh, who would you get as Terminator though? John ah. C- John Cena. Oh, that's you know, <laughs> he can't act good enough to do The Rock to do that. <laughs> I think again, as uh, Logan Marshall Green could do a good Terminator. Right. Yeah. Or could be a, uh, a John Connor. Terry Crews. Terry Crews isn't an awful idea, is he? He's not an awful idea. Dave Batista. Yeah. I could totally see Dave Batista as Terminator. And I could see him doing it well. He's a good actor. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they have done female Terminators. And the, you know, there's a new female. There's Terminator 3, wasn't there? Yeah, and then in the new one, there's like a half human, half yes. Terminator thing i don't know i haven't seen it because they're really just you know the proper run out of ideas they've basically yeah. got like a, a non-binary terminator yeah. what about identifies a terminator or a human what about melissa mccarthy as terminator yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i could see that yeah well i mean like t2000 could turn into anyone so obviously he could turn into melissa mccarthy all he needs to do is to sit down and watch the gilmore girls and What's... be like oh I'm, I'm suki the chef are you talking about t1000 from terminator 2 now oh yeah no yeah I, yeah I am, yeah. So, uh, I mean, if they were to remake that, you just get Andy Serkis to do like a uh, weird, like motion caption each of it, and then they, you know, melt him down and shit. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he did great work again on uh, Planet of the Apes, which I loved. So, uh, yeah, why don't we just give him Terminator? Um, now, I've got two final ideas. They kind of like roll into one because, again, they're both the same director. Um, there's one director who I absolutely love. Now, I. I can't say that I'm a big fan of their most recent work. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure what the reason for that is. Maybe they're getting stale. Maybe they're not getting the opportunities that they deserve. Uh, but I absolutely love Catherine Bigelow. Right. Yes. Who well, did classic. Point Break. Yeah, classic. Um, Near Dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, Strange Days, Zero Dark Thirty, mm, Hurt Locker. Lots um, of great movies. I would like to see remakes of her earlier work. Uh, some films that are absolute classics, but I do think if you sit down and watch them, like they're not the most consistent films, um, but have amazing ideas in it and uh, amazing imagery in it. And those two films are Near Dark and Strange Days. I'd love to see remakes of those films. Yeah. 
Um, now they remade Point Break, and that was a big flop. They did, yes, right. yeah, yeah. It, it didn't seem to work, no, but obviously she's she wasn't attached no, to it, which no. surprised me. No, I don't think she was asked about that. She's too too busy underground fucking zero dark Thursian people. Yeah, <laughs> not that she kills people or terrorists. <laughs> uh, maybe she does. Maybe it's a cover up. I went through a period thinking she directed Sicario. She didn't. I don't no. know why I thought that. It's just a bit. I think it looks visually a bit like Hurt Locker. Mm. But obviously she's got the camera connection. They were. You know. Yes. So, um, but that's interesting. I can totally see. Um, well, a Strange Days remake would be odd <laughs> um, because uh, it would be set like kind of now. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But a near dark, um, I could totally see. Um, oh yeah, I suppose the Strange Days remake wouldn't really work because of the turn of the millennium stuff. Yeah. So right. Yes. No. I, I. I. I kind of forgot that. I just. But you could do I like saw it as like loosely the future. Like cocoon, right. but you could do like a Brexit version. <laughs> <laughs> like a Strange Days Brexit edition. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was the other one? Near Dark. Yeah. Near Dark. You could do. I don't know who you'd recast it. That had great people like Bill Paxton, Lance Henriksen in, didn't it? Now, of- I mean, for me, uh, Bill Paxton in Near Dark is literally, I think, the coolest any actor has looked in any film ever made. Uh-huh. Like what, when he's all like burnt and yeah, when he's all fucked up at the end of that film. Yeah, yeah he does like j- just Google Bill Paxton Near Dark. I think that's yeah. just the coolest makeup I've ever seen on anyone. I could kind of say, and I don't like myself for saying this, no. but I could see them remaking it with Jared Leto. What, in the Paxton role or the yeah. the main guy role? In the and Paxton role. Well, he's not going to play a child. Well, no, there's, the, there's the, the, the lead actor, the guy that becomes, that goes with the them. Have you seen like Near a... Dark? Yeah. <laughs> Adrian, I think the uh, main actor's called Adrian. Adrian, he was a known He's still that like young, though, isn't he? He's not that young, no. He's like a because he's it's like a romance with the the sister with the girl character in it, and then he gets taken in. Yeah, yeah. And he's not he like a forty-year-old man, though, is he? No, he's in his twenties. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like thirty. Yeah, I think I think we forget how old Jared Leto is now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Jared Leto's like. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't know who you, who now. you meant Jared Leto for. Do you mean Jared Leto for, for Paxton? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about the main guy yeah, who yeah. is like a he's a guy like in his late twenties and that or something. Mm. Um, and yeah, so who would play him? And then who would play Lance Henriksen? People like that. Like, ah, uh, oh, who's fucking? And there was a female. Um, yeah, but... Taylor Lautner. Right. <laughs> or one of the Jonas Brothers yeah and Taylor Swift could play the the girl in it yeah <laughs> uh, yeah Bob's your uncle gets Stephen Lang to do the Lance Henriksen role <laughs> and there you go and then whoever can play his wife um, Demi Moore okay <laughs> come back uh, but yeah th- those are my ideas for remakes I think I think no, those, that's are, good. those are ones that I want to see I mean, a lot of those those are some of my favourite films as well yeah, totally. So why not remake them? Um, I'm going to remake one of my favourite films at the moment. Cool. Well, let's get to that then. Yes, let's. Right. So um, I'd like to, yeah, remake one of my favourite films, actually. Oh, okay. I want to touch on uh, the whole female reboot thing. Uh-huh. And so a remake, but a female reboot. Yeah. Um, because we know how well Ghostbusters did. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. I was I was joking. Um, it wasn't. You know, not everyone was that happy with it. But I think fuck them. Um, but one of them, one of my favorite films, uh, Whiffnail and I. Right. 
a re- a female remake of With Nail and I, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Olivia Coleman as I <laughs> and Rachel Weisz as With Nail. Right. <coughs> now, whether you'd set, I mean, I mean, you could do a male, a, a normal male remake of With Nail and I and With set Horn it. And Corden. No, because you would you would get hunted down and killed <laughs> for that. Um, but like, you could set it now. Uh, you know, and set, do like a modern retelling of Whiff Nail and I. Yeah, with like Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Two of the Wayans. Yes. Whited up. Like a white chick. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, female version of that, that could work. Um, now, but a, a, a proper female reboot, reboot, a lot like uh, Ghostbusters, but we give a team. The treatment. Oh, okay. Yeah, a yeah. Female A team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I don't know who you'd put in the troop. Um, right. Yeah. Who, but, who you having for face? Or B. A. Baracus, Mr. T, Viola Davis. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, or Tiffany again, Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. I could she, see her getting very angry at the idea of going on a plane. She could be Mad Murdoch, though. To be fair. Ah, uh, that is a solid. Because um, I was, I was trying to think who could play Mad Aquafina. Murdoch. Aquafina. Yeah. What for Murdoch? Mad Murdoch. Yeah. Or, yeah. For, yeah. Who would be face? They've got to be like a proper sort of slinky. That not slinky. That's the wrong word. <laughs> Sound like an arsehole. Um, they've got to be. I guess they've got to have. I suppose that like a Kate Blanchett is your classic face. Obviously, she did Ocean's Eight, so it's a bit of an obvious choice. I think I was thinking more like Margot Robbie or someone like that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, she she wouldn't be a bad face. Um, Hannibal. Mm. Who would you get as a female Hannibal? Uh, like Glenn Close. Too old, surely. Oh, but Sigourney, I mean, fucking Hannibal's old, isn't he? Yeah, isn't that he like wasn't the defining like... characteristic of Hannibal? Yeah, but George Pepper wasn't like 80 when he was <laughs> 70. Glenn Close 80? She's got to be old. She's got to I mean, be she is in old, her 70s. Right. She's got to be in her 70s. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sigourney Weaver's not a bad shout. Yeah. With a cigar. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's probably yeah. To, that makes a bit more sense, doesn't it? Melissa McCarthy. You've got. I keep putting her in stuff. You've got to think who could pull off the um, the cigar in the mouth thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Glenn Close, American actress. She was born in 1947. So, seventy-two. Do I have to do maths now. She's seventy-two. Right. Okay. So yeah, I was right. Hannibal was never in his seventies <laughs> when he was, he was fighting. Yeah, but he was like fifty odd. I think he was older than that. No, 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 no. Come on. But uh, again, this is more googling we'd have to do. <laughs> I feel like this is but, this is definitely us judging the the age of a, a female actress and yeah. not the age of a male. male uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> um, but no, no. It's a first shout. Glenn Close, Helen Mirren, even that's yeah. again same age range. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Probably even older. Um, but yeah, yeah. Any, any of those guys. Okay, let's make an old woman version of A-Team. <laughs> and it's Judy Dench. Like, fucking... So Julie Walters is Mad, is Mad Murdoch. Yes! Glenn Close is Hannibal. Julie Walters is Mad Murdoch. <laughs> um, Who's Baracus, then? Is that Viola Dale- Davis, did you say? But isn't that just like, yeah, oh, we're just y- being racial Yeah, yeah, there? we are. We're going to cast B.A. as Miriam uh, Margles. Yeah, yeah, good shout. Right. Yeah, let's make them all white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got Glenn Close. We've got uh, Julie Walters. We've got uh, Miriam. And we need a face. 
So that could be either Dench, well, that could Maggie be, Smith. That could be Viola Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's not quite old as, as well, old about, as the others. About, uh, Angela we need, Bassett? We need an older... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angela Bassett. Um, or... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean... Dame Judi Dench could be a good face, yeah. I think. But yeah, yeah. If we make up all old white women and they <laughs> <laughs> and they've escaped from like you know that what's that what's that the women the the WA the, you know? the women's institute yeah 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 WI so, so this is calendar girls basically yes but with a sort of uh, 18 twist where they've gone rogue and they have a van and they like help people out and stuff and they help they help out other like WIs like around the country so your pitch is fuck this is good a calendar girls 18 crossover it's 18 but they make jam <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> That's my pitch. I'm going into the studio. Okay. The execs are there. And I go, right, it's the A-team, but they make their own jam yeah. and have jumble sales. <laughs> um, you know, they know the vicar. <laughs> I ain't eating that marmalade, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they know the local vicar. They help out. They do their things to fix the local church roof. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And then they'll, they'll, and then there'll be a montage when they're in a garage or something and <laughs> they make like a fucking... Yeah, mobility scooter out of a matchbox and, uh, you know, um, some uh, old shoes. Uh, so, yeah, I think that has scope. Yeah. What do you think? No, I, I can I can almost see it. Yeah. And, and, you know... Um, we get Michael Bay to direct. <laughs> you know, with, with movies like um, Dad's Army... Yeah. And... Uh, Marigold. Marigold Hotel... Like it does feel like the like this is a sort of but thing, like, whack the A team in there. Yeah, my parents would go and see this. You could totally get them to go and see this. Yes, mum, it's the A team. Why would I want to go to say see the A team? Well, well, you'll see. I <laughs> know. Um, oh, yeah, you could get all the old actors to play the villains and stuff. You know, great stuff. Um, so yeah, actually, I think that would really work. Um, we trust on my idea for yeah, teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Fuck that. That might not work. Um, <laughs> fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Oh, uh, yeah, we were talking about um, revamping and remaking classic adventure movies. Uh-huh. So I think the classic one, which I'm quite puzzled that they haven't done this yet, but Indiana Jones. Yeah. Now, well, I think they were going to at some point after Crystal Skull, you know, where okay. like Shia LaBeouf is sort yeah. of like teased as the next Indiana right. Jones. But then what about just a full remake of, yeah. uh, of Raiders? Um, now, Chris Pratt is the obvious choice. Exactly. Now, I was about to say, oh, well, we could female flip this, but that's just Lara Croft. Yeah, that is just Lara Croft. What's so, the point? yeah. So let's. I mean, Chris Pratt seems like the obvious one, or something. Even Chris he is Pine. Like, he's like, he's like, it's like so obvious. Yeah. Because he basically he basically does play that in the Jurassic World. But but hear um, me out though, right? Um, we could have Indiana Jones, but reboot it slightly, so it's not set. It, when it's set, it's set now, um, but he's still fighting against Nazis. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> But yeah. it's now. So secret Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's more current. Maybe he can be black. Maybe he's Idris. Oh, that's a really good idea. And he's right. That's, like, a, really, that's a really good idea. Fuck Idris being Bond. That's Make Idris Indiana Jones. Idris Anna Jones. <laughs> oh, my God, Mike. <laughs> We are, we are breaking through some walls here. Oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. He, fuck being Bond. 
Forget that. No, no, I'm not. Like, like, this is such a good idea. It's yeah. such a great workaround. <laughs> like, why are we even? Like, I kind of feel like this is what they're planning all along. Maybe. And this, all this stuff about Idris being Bond is just a red herring. And he's secretly, be... exactly, secretly, he's going to be Idris Anna Jones. <laughs> Idris Anna Jones. Yeah, he'd be perfect. Morgan Freeman could play his dad, yeah. Sean Connery's role. And like, you know, you have him as like, he's a university lecturer in London. You yeah. Know? He's at yeah. King's College. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Who would direct it? Oh. Idris. Guy Ritchie. <laughs> yes. His like, new f- like, like, let's make it co- like Cockney Indiana Jones. His new film, The Gentleman, looks quite good, actually. Mm. And if, if that does well, then yeah, he could go into more stuff he can do action yeah like, i didn't i personally didn't enjoy the man from uncle but the the chase scenes are like undeniably well yeah. shot but this the gentleman looks more like sort of old school cockney gangster shit cool we've added matthew mcconaughey yeah does have hugh grant so way <laughs> um but uh yeah Hugh Grant could be a villain in this. I mean, the scope for yeah. Indiana Jones. No, I, I really like this idea. And he's sort of like fighting uh, like, a, like a secret league of Nazis. Yeah, like, but like still, fi- yeah, who are finding old objects and like trying to steal them or something. He's got to get it back, or, yeah. you know, um, or he's got to find this ancient fucking... Or you just remake. I mean, you could re- remake and redo and reboot the plot of Raiders, Doom and Last Crusade, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe you could do like some like big crossover uh, and sort of like, so it leads towards a sort of like a Marvel Endgame event uh, where sort of like, I don't know, Indiana Jones and James Bond. <laughs> and I don't know who else are like the Lara other. Lara Croft. Yeah, Lara <laughs> Croft. Uh, I don't know who, who, who are the other sort of like, like big genre heads of that sort of. Godzilla. Jack Ryan. <laughs> Jack Ryan. Ethan yeah. Hunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they all sort of like come together. To fight these super secret space Nazis or something. <laughs> yeah. It goes full Iron Sky. So there you go. I mean, that would work. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really good. Before we go, I think, um, yeah, the, touching on the whole cartoon animated things being yes. then made into big movies. What about... I mean, there's loads... Uh, I was really into just tons of 80s cartoons. You might not even be aware of some of them. There was one called Brave Star. I'd love to see a movie. Yeah, yeah, I know Brave Star. love to see like a sci-fi western version of that. Mm -hmm. Fantastic movie, I think. Um, Prince Valiant could have done. Uh, Raccoons. Uh, Yes. (laughs) But then would that be like a sort of live action-y or CG animals? I think it's got to go to Netflix. They've got to do some sort of like half adult sort of like raccoons, sort of like, you know, Bojack Horseman style. Yeah, Jim Henson could have done a property version i was thinking live action movie versions of them um so what about um a live action big animals of farthing wood i love it animals farthing wood was one of my favorites growing up now rather than making all the animals cg why don't we go back to um i don't know if you ever saw there was like a a a wind in the willows with terry jones where they're they're all like sort of animal humans they're dressed up as animals yeah you could do it a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, <coughs> that's almost sort of like um, it's sort of bringing theatre. Yeah. On into the movies, isn't it? Because it was it was. If you want to do it like know. the Lion King and just make it all CGI, then I don't know. It's up to you. But um, your smart money would be on getting uh, British drama and comedy stars yeah. like Simon Pegg, Martin Freeman, voices like that, or people like that acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like David Mitchell. Yes. People like that. Rob Dave, Brydon. David Tennant. Um, Coleman again. Yeah. Um, so, 
But I was thinking of flipping the animal farthing wood. Oh, okay, dangerous. Doing what... Yeah, <laughs> yeah they will bite. Um, doing what uh, sort of fantastic Mr. Fox did and, and sort of flip that and turn it a bit American. But it mm. still kept its sort of English yeah, interest. I, I don't know how they got away with that. It Because it, 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 it was American, but it wasn't. It's because Wes Anderson's just a fucking genius. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> but, that, um, uh, it is American, but it's English. It, it's a bit of both. Um, but no matter what, it's still white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's Wes Anderson. <laughs> Wes Anderson, could, he could easily have do uh, an Animals and Farming Wood movie. You know like how most, you like some directors, everything they touch turns to gold. Yes. Everything Wes touches, it turns white. <laughs> white gold. Um, <laughs> but uh, how about flipping it, Animals and Farming Wood, Seth Rogen, Michael Cera, that cast, the people from uh, This Is The End and... Uh, yeah. Making it a stoner comedy. <laughs> okay, yeah, but they're, they're the animals of farthing wood. Yeah. Uh, this is this is this is all, all good stuff this week, right? <laughs> Lovely yeah, okay. stuff. Maybe. Maybe this wasn't as strong as Idris Whoa, India. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm all right. It. I'm loving it. Okay. All right. Animals of farthing wood, Seth Rogan, smokes a bong, he's a fox. <laughs> I think Seth is toad. Oh right, okay. So I'm I'm just familiar with the characters. Yeah, I think yeah. it's much more of a toad. I think James Franco's fox. fox. I think your main fox Lord. is Sarah. Yeah, okay. I think uh, the bad is the grey foxes. That's Franco. Franco's right. playing a grey oh, fox. Yeah, He's a yeah. naughty grey fox. Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. So um, I mean, you could do a similar thing with Watership Down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and make it a bit more. Well, they've just recently redone. Yeah, that, but they? I'm saying like make it a proper big movie. But still make it dark, but do it in the style of that Wind in the Willows movie with a sort of theatrical man <laughs> and having like, you know, people like The Rock playing some of the bunnies and stuff. I'd like to see them redo uh, Watership Down, but sort of like in a, a graphic novel uh, start, similar to like The Fables. Do you know that? Where they sort of like yes. brought fairy tales into real life. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, there's all these fairy tale um, characters that are like smackheads in like a rundown New York like I would like to see uh, Watership Down but it's sort of like set in like a real world urban setting yeah but like yeah. the people are sort of like half people half rabbits and they sort of like yeah. tear each other apart be a bit like horrible. The Wire wouldn't it <laughs> yeah and like they, they'd look like you know you know the um, the rabbit vision that the guy has in Sexy Beast Right, yes, yes, yes. That's a good film, that. Yeah, it is, yeah. They'd all look like that. They could remake... Why haven't they remade that? Because that? <laughs> well, that was directed by the same guy that did Under the Skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's only made, like, four films yeah. or something. He did so a weird film called Fur or something with... Yeah, yeah and he did one called... Is it Birth? Oh, maybe it's Birth. With Nicole oh, did Kidman. Did yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them's got Robert Downey Jr. And I think he's got something else coming out soon, uh, which I need to see because everything he's done is so, you know, unique. Yeah. Well, um, so there's a lot of scopes. There's so many cartoons. Galaxy, uh, Galaxy Quest. No, not Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Rangers. That was a, and what was that? Galaxy High was that one as well. There was a cartoon, Gemma and the Holograms, that was recently remade, and it was complete flop. Josie and the Pussycats, we were talking about. Yeah. That was good a, film. It, it, yeah, it wasn't a huge hit at the time, but that was a really good, like, well-written, funny film. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Cummings. <laughs> Ooh, uh, right, so um, there's so much you could do, Mr. Ben. Bagpuss. I mean, we could <laughs> we could just keep pulling these out of our ass all night. I remember uh, when I was, uh, you know, and this must have been about 10, 10, 12 years ago. I remember when they remade Bill and Ben the Flower Pot Man, and mm. people lost their shit. I mean, people were so angry. 
Yeah. Because apparently they didn't, um, I think they didn't go like flobber dobber dob. They and went, like, excellent! Yeah. Oh, no, that's Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what about a Bill and Bob film? Yeah. Or Bill and Ben, but played by Keanu and... Uh, right, and Alex, Alex Winters. Winters, yeah. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters. <laughs> Bill and Bob's excellent <laughs> Bill and Ben's excellent Bill and Ben's adventure. excellent adventure. Uh, bogus journey, whatever. I mean, it works. I mean, you'd say, oh, let's remake Bill and Ted, but you don't have to because there's a third one on its way. The Wild Stallions are coming back. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> um, so is, are those your yeah, pitches? Yeah, those are my pitches. What do you think? They're all great. Solid. I think it's been a really solid week I this week. I think we might have hit gold with uh, Idrisiana Jones. <laughs> Idris, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah. Remakes, reboots. Uh, lots of great stuff there. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we're looking at maybe doing a, a Bond episode soon. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, we're, we're about halfway through the Roger Moore ones. We've watched about 11 Bond films in the last week. So we probably should do a podcast on it. Yes, but, it, I mean, there's a lot to get through. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully we can pull another episode out of our asses. <laughs> um, like this one, which turned out to be really good. Which you can say for a lot of remakes. that You think they're going to be shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they turn out to be Okay. Like It, the new It. It was fine, it wasn't was it? Okay. Wasn't are they remakes? Are they just another adaptions of the books? I mean, this is where it gets confusing again. It really. does, yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't think that they're a, a clear. I think these lines are a little bit blurry. And the Stephen King stuff's coming out. Uh, Tommy Tommy Knockers, I think that's yeah, getting stand. A, an update. The Stand. Uh, I watched In the Tall Grass the other day, which was a perfectly decent Netflix film. I've heard it was a bit shit. Uh, yeah, but like people are a bit like... I think some people are really judgmental of some Netflix films because I think I think there's a difference between a movie that you will leave your house to go to the cinema to see and something that just pops up on Netflix of an afternoon and is just, you know, an hour and a half of harmless entertainment. And right. like In the Tall Grass is a perfectly serviceable adaptation of a Stephen King novel. It's just right. like it's just like as it is. So, uh quickly before we go, what what reboots and remakes would we recommend that people watch i mean you you watched cold pursuit which was a remake of um in order of disappearance yeah. which is a foreign film but which it is, is fantastic absolutely fucking shit the remake it's so re- i wouldn't recommend remade that. by the same director isn't it yeah it's terrible right but okay. one thing that i would recommend okay. and sticking with the stephen king theme are like there's a couple other um netflix originals which are stephen king adaptations and both are great uh, i really enjoyed uh, 1922 which stars thomas jane Okay. Uh, which is fantastic about sort of like uh, uh, paranoia in a marriage, uh, in, a, in, a, in a, well, in a, in a marriage. Um, <laughs> and also Gerard's Game, which I really liked. Not everybody did. But is it Gerald's Game or Gerard's Game? I always get it mixed up. I'm pretty sure it's Gerard's, but it might be Gerald's. I'm What's not sure. Jerry's Game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stephen Gerard's Game. <laughs> yeah. um, but That's it's... a film in itself. That's a movie bong pitch in itself. But I, I watched it on a date and it was a great sort of like creepy little horror film to watch at the end of an evening. Um, right. You know, that there's some proper, like, uh, creepy stuff in it. Yeah. It's dead good. Like, it it, it tickled me in all the right yeah. places. Yeah. Um, I've gone on about it before on this podcast, but I really like Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which is a, yes. a remake of an old black and white movie. Um, I still really want to watch the, the original of that, actually. I might even like it more. I don't, who knows? Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, so th- there are some out there. Don't be afraid of the remakes and reboots. No. Uh, talking about the cartoon reboots, actually, quickly, do you remember a cartoon called Reboot? 
Maybe. CG. Vaguely. It was all set inside a computer yeah. world. No, I do know exactly what yeah. you mean. Yeah, with the blue guy. We need to reboot, reboot. We do need to reboot, reboot. Let's reboot, Wait. reboot. I'm pretty sure I've seen something recently that they've rebooted, reboot. They rebooted, reboot. I think they rebooted, reboot in maybe... No, because it came out originally. Reboot was reboot, and then I'm sure it was rebooted, reboot. Right. Was it ever I'm, rebooted, rebooted? I'm Googling reboot, reboot. Reboot, reboot. Reboot, reboot. Reboot. Apparently it was Canadian as well. Weird. It was strange animation. The CG, very early. Right, yeah, there's a Netflix reboot. Reboot. And when did that, when was that, when was the reboot, reboot, rebooted? Wait. Uh, okay, right. Give me a sec. Right, Okay. So there is reboot um, called uh, reboot the Guardian Code, which is a reboot of reboot, and that came out in two thousand eighteen. Shit. Yeah, and it's all like CGI reboot. Yeah, yeah. And it's on Netflix. Well, we know what we're actually no, That's not fucking watching. We, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> do you know what rating it's got on IMDb? Oh, tell me. It's a solid three point seven. <laughs> Hmm. So maybe, yeah, not all reboots work out. <laughs> um, particularly reboots of reboots of reboots. Reboots of a program called Reboot. Uh, but yeah, that the reboot of reboot sounds like it was a bit of a flop. Yeah, so uh, yeah, reboots, not all, always successful. Remakes. <laughs> but uh, we're just saying at Movie Bong, uh, don't be afraid. Yeah, and we're also saying reboot a lot. <laughs> Yeah, reboot, reboot. Reboot! See you next week, guys, when we'll reboot this podcast. Reboot. 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 In 2009, four members of the Gloucestershire WI were sent to a retirement home by social services for shoplifting from Debenhams. These women promptly escaped from a maximum security assisted living facility. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as nanas of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you have any spare jam lying about, maybe you can hire the Grey Team. Oh, they've got lovely jam there. Oh! I do love it when a plan comes together. What dear? I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Ooh, she ain't getting on no plane. Ooh.